Hello, and welcome to the We Live for Saturdays podcast. This is Sam, your host here, joined by my brother Chris. And our buddy Mike is missing on our inaugural episode here. He's uh, out on vacation, so you'll be able to meet him next week. How's it going, Chris? Uh, Doing good. Super excited. Like you said, first podcast. Doing it with my brother and then our best buddy, Mike. He's uh, he's going to miss out on the fun next week, but <clears throat> we'll get it started. And I mean, hey, we had to put it something out for week zero. Am I right? Week zero. I mean, it doesn't start the college football season without it. I mean, that's that's why we're here, right? We're here to talk about college football, whether that be the games itself, the stories behind it, the traditions, things like that. So, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, I think what I want to get out of this is, you know, we talk college football. I don't, we don't have too many expectations. We're just your, you know, everyday people. We're, sometimes I feel like we're geniuses. Sometimes I feel like we're idiots. We're probably both of those things. But, uh, you know, let's just chat about what makes college football the best and have fun doing it, man. Yeah, and honestly, first one to start it out and – share picks and share what we uh, think will happen in the game. But after all the research we do, it always tends to happen to, we always tend to get the games right that we think the least about. So <laughs> who, who knows what happens, uh, who knows what will happen, especially with college football. So um, each episode we'll, we'll probably hop on in with um, some just initial top level story, storylines, things like that. And then we'll highlight maybe five handful of games as far as what picks we like, what what type of strategies we might want to take on them. But um, want to dive on in as far as, um, I guess, before the picks, we can talk to just before week zero, we can go into just storylines to the top of the season, the beginning of the season. Does Georgia continue? Does something else happen? What do you, what do you think? Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's the question you got to start out with, right? I mean, they're, they've been pretty <laughs> – they've been dominant, and uh, I think it lines up really well for them. You know, they're they're in the SEC East, and SEC East is down again, in my opinion. I think um, <clears throat> they got a really, really good path to the championship game. So – and obviously, you know, you got some teams like Bama, LSU out in the West, but uh, they got a pretty good path to Atlanta. So, that you know, that gets them right there at the step, and they're pretty much a – Really good bet for the the playoff, in my opinion. So yeah, I mean, I I'd, I'd say they got to be the favorites again, and they are. Yeah, I know. I um, couple months back, I, I definitely uh, like having them in the playoffs. Um, playoffs definitely the safe safe pick, but national championships definitely definitely not unreasonable either, especially with um, their their defense, obviously. But I know they have that that new quarterback, so I know he's been going around Twitter or X now. So that's been some, some entertaining memes for the week, but, <laughs> but I I think everyone else's main, um, main story storyline is all the conference realignment. Right. I mean, especially us being big 10 Penn state people, that's definitely going to be top of the line next season, but not even just Penn state ACC, everything's happening. So, um, really cool in- interview with, um, Nebraska a couple weeks ago as far as 
they feel like really optimistic as far as their geographic uh, landscape in the Big Ten compared to people like even Maryland or on the East Coast having to fly to USC, UCLA. Nothing, nothing matters or makes sense anymore. So who knows? Yeah, who would have thought that uh, you know geographically being in the middle of the country sets you sets you up well for you know you, you could go anywhere. SMU, Cal, Stanford, you know, they're going to be in the ACC soon probably. So, yeah, it doesn't matter. That's um, good for your Kansas Jayhawks too, right? (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) That's going to be some fun. Kansas plus whatever. (laughs) Um, But, yes, yeah. And and you guys will – the listeners will hear that I I have a very weird love for Kansas, even though we are all Penn Staters. So, yeah, I mean, I I think for for me, I'd like to consider myself, you know, a – college football fan purist, you know, I want to keep these rivalries. I want to keep these alignments, but obviously money is, money is a real thing and it's not going anywhere and it's driving all of this. So I think, you know, you got the traditions, you got the rivalries. I, I, college football is going to stay amazing. Absolutely. And from a big 10 perspective, a little less excited about the, the realignment us playing USC, but I'm very excited about the, uh, removal of divisions gives us a better chance to to get to Indianapolis every year. So we'll see. But some changes are good. Some changes are bad. But who knows? But the best thing that we'll get out of all this is the upcoming college football video game. So I'm sure we'll <laughs> ha- have some some communication on this podcast about that. We uh, us three always have a online dynasty. So we'll we'll keep that going here. Yeah, but what if Caleb Williams doesn't participate, man? God forbid. I mean, I'm going to get it anyway. (laughs) I I was going to play as USC every single dynasty. So (laughs) that's, that's definitely how it goes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But getting back to, um, you know, the, the outlook of some teams, I mean, I think another team and we're not going to be homers though all the time, but I think, you know, I want to see if uh, Penn state, you know, if they make the jump Um, this year, you the obviously the big stories drew Aller, you know, you, you have Ohio state and Michigan, a, a lopsided conference, just like the sec. Um, you know, what the, those three teams in the East are better than anybody else. And, you know, we got to close the gap, obviously Ohio state and Michigan absolutely loaded, but, uh, you know, from my perspective, quarterback play and, you know, a little bit of offensive line, that's what's been holding Penn state back. And, you know, we'll see. I know, I think uh, <clears throat> plus 550, Penn State's been a, a trendy pick of to try to take a shot on for the conference. So, and that obviously excites me. But, uh, yeah, I think we got a shot. I think Georgia does have a really good chance to three-peat. Um, so, you know, I think we may see a few shakeups, but I would expect a similar, you know, probably a similar top four again this year. And the last thing that I have, and then we can hop on into week zero, but does the Pac-12 die? Does it live? Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) So it will be interesting to see if Boise or whatever happens with that. So who knows? (laughs) It'll be interesting. Well, cool. Um, Let's just hop on into week zero. Um, Before we get into any of the specific games, picks, is week zero gross? Maybe, but obviously that's that's the beginning of the season, beginning of 
life and the beginning <laughs> of fall. So it's it's the best. What are your thoughts there? Week zero is not gross. It, <laughs> we have had all summer and, you know, we all like our sports. We get into baseball, but we're in the dog days of summer now. We're here. It's fall. I am super excited for UTEP Jacksonville State. <laughs> Notre Dame, Navy, all of that, you know, that that <clears throat> common meme I've been seeing on Twitter is, you know, you'd have to be sick to be excited for week zero and not have your team in it. And it was just a bunch of these people <laughs> posting pictures of Hugh Freeze in his hospital bed in the box. And we were like, yep. <laughs> I just I just love uh, having an under of a 40 just to root for just straight carnage on the field so we'll see but <laughs> it's that, that's that? week zero USC? is that the usc game no that'll be uh was, sneak peek I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> umass new mexico yeah usc is the exact opposite of that one <laughs> don't want to scare our listeners away i need to watch the sarcasm there for a second <laughs> awesome uh, so let's get into it first game um international game between Notre Dame and Navy over in Dublin, Ireland. I'll actually be over in Dublin, Ireland in a couple months, so I'm excited to watch this game on Saturday. Current current lines and current um, state of the game here, Notre Dame minus 20.5, over under at 50, implied score of 35-15. What's your initial read on this one, Chris? Yeah, yeah, I mean – I think, you know, you got two either brand new head coaching situations like with Navy or a second year with Marcus Freeman at uh, Notre Dame. So it'll be interesting to see how they get, you know, how they get everything implemented. Anytime you play, you know, you have Navy, you want to, I mean, 20 and a half, that's a lot of points. They run, they go slow. They, um, they like to grind it out. I don't think that's any, any secret there. I mean, you have Sam Hartman on the other side, but. I would probably lean uh, Navy. What are you thinking? I'm kind of on the other side of the coin here. Um, as far as usually I would be, this would be an automatic Navy cover as far as giving them three touchdowns. Yeah. Um, them having a new offense coordinator from Kennesaw State being a little bit more pass heavy, but a little bit more pass heavy could be six passes instead of five in one game. So who knows what that's going to look like. And if they do pass more than 10 times, I do like Notre Dame blowing them out here um, with Sam Hartman and with some of the the dysfunction or inconsistency on the Navy offense. I think that that would be a good spot. Navy defense is always in is is always tough, always stout there, but I do think that this is uh, how can you how, how can you root against the Irish in Ireland? I mean, <laughs> it, that's really that's the only point. analysis. That's really the only analysis that we need here. Um, that's 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 my pick there. So I, I feel pretty confident about it, but who knows? I know last year was that um, Northwestern Nebraska game that was that was entertaining to watch, but it'll be a quite different game here this year. So it should be exciting. Yeah, I think if if you see, you know, to your point, I mean, obviously Notre Dame's got all the firepower. If they hit a few big plays early. They're definitely going to cover, you know, that number. If if Navy makes it grind it out, I think we could get, you know, you might be getting a little nervous. But yeah, I, I totally see what you're saying. 
Yeah, I, w- I wonder if the first half cover would be a better play and then maybe Navy would cut back to a cover in the, the second half or something. So that's always something to look at, too. I don't really I, I don't know what that number was, but yeah. Cool. Um, next game here is UTEP at Jacksonville State. Oh, yeah. I know, Chris, you're excited about this one. This one's basically a pick em. UTEP minus one. We have another under... Gamecock. We have another Gamecock <laughs> in FBS. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? And over under 53 and a half implied score about 27 to 26. So about a pretty high scoring game, really a toss up from a spread perspective. But um, what are your thoughts here, Chris, as far as outside of the uh, – new mascot maybe we'll maybe each week we'll do some mascot quizzes for our resident expert here chris yes yes that is some useless trivia that i i I pride myself on you know knowing the the different mascots but yeah other than you know them joining fbs uh i do i did say we're sort of the every everyday person's uh podcast so i am not going to pretend like i have a ton of analysis (laughs) on Jacksonville State, but that's what makes college football so awesome. Um, uh, Sam, do you know the head coach of Jacksonville State? I could not tell you. (laughs) Really? Well, let me tell you, it is Rich Rodriguez. (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) Yeah, Rich Rodriguez back in FBS. So, you know, for me, I you know they did score they, they you know they did score in one double FCS you know whatever that is so I I, I want to root for Jacksonville State so I'm picking them I mean especially them at home they're the I, I bet the the Gamecock crowd is going to be raucous Bummer. so yeah, yeah that's that that's a home pick right there I think that's a sharp sharp pick <laughs> and plus you know last year we saw that. You know, <clears throat> with James Madison, it's not necessarily a uh, a jump these teams can't make. You know, the, those really strong FCS teams, they can hang. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if Jacksonville State can do the same. Any other – did any other schools come up with them this year? Oh, Sam Houston, right? Sam Houston, yes. Um, nice. Yep, yep. Had wore my that, Sam Houston shirt the other day, actually. Is that fun belt? Yes. Love it. Yep, yep. I, I got to have some good additions to the fun belt. I mean, can't have any bad additions, but <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to pretend like I know anything about that game. So <laughs> I like I like that Jacksonville State a lot. So <laughs> moving on to Ohio at San Diego State. Um, I believe these games are in chronological time order, so we should be good there. Um San Diego State minus two and a half over under 49. So that gives us like 26, 23, something around there. So overall, um, I always think of San Diego State as kind of defensive, but then I remember that that's their basketball team where their totals are always like 110 instead of (laughs) 180 like other basketball teams. So who knows about their football team this year, but um, any additional or, or any initial notes there on, on this one, Chris? I mean, yeah, and I, I don't think you're too far off. You know, they do like to grind it out a little bit uh, on defense. So, yeah, I mean, I see this, you know, San Diego State, their strength is probably on their defense. Ohio, you know I love their quarterback. Um, <laughs> so I think this is going to be 
I think it's going to be a very competitive game. Obviously, you know, you got some big matchups with um, Notre Dame Navy. We're going to get to a few more here in a second. But, um, I mean, I think this has the potential to be one of the most entertaining games. That's a, that's a good call. And, um, yeah, the, the quarterback – who's the quarterback on Ohio there? <laughs> oh, come on. It's Curtis Rourke, the Maple <laughs> Missile. The Maple <laughs> Missile. <laughs> he can well, sling it. He can sling it. That's quite a family um, legacy they got there. There, Nathan Rourke was there before Curtis. So, do they have any other brothers? That's the question. I don't know. I, I should have actually looked that up. To be honest, I, <laughs> they they probably got like a five year old kid already committed there. So, yeah, who knows? they're like but... the quarterback Watts. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as far as um, I. I don't have a read on this one really, but I, I, from a viewership perspective, I think this one should be a lot of fun. Um, I can just see it being super sunny out in San Diego. So lean, maybe over, it could be kind of high scoring, but who the heck knows? (laughs) Yeah. I, uh, I kind of want to, I, I mean, I want to root for Ohio. I like the Bobcats. I like, you know, I want to root for the maple missile. So I'm going to pick them. Love it. And this next one, I am sarcastically and seriously very excited to watch. Oh, two gosh. two juggernauts of the college football world, UMass versus New Mexico State. So New Mexico State minus seven and a half, over under at 45. So that is an implied score of 26 to 18. So... This game is a perfect week zero game. Perfect one to bet on, perfect one to watch. Um, With that implied score, I don't see either of these teams getting over 20. This is one that I did get super analytical on. Um, Last year, UMass was 129th out of guess how many teams are in FBS? 130 in expected points per play last year. So they were second to last points per play. New Mexico State was 100th out of 130. So very poor offenses. And then defensively, they're actually not too bad. Middle of the middle of the pack, maybe even top half of, of points per, um, or I guess, defensive efficiency. So yeah. with, with that in mind, that does not take into account pace or anything. But these, te- these two teams are just disgusting, specifically, <laughs> specifically UMass. So um, no hate or no... No love lost as far as UMass specifically, but I am very excited to see a 10-7 to 7 game here uh, as we start off the year. So I, I like the under here. For a, second what is... there, for a second there when you said no hate, I, you know, I, I really don't want to be offending any of the UMass football fans <laughs> that are going to listen to us. They probably really hate listening to college football anyway, but I mean, hey, this gives me total – cheese it bowl vibes so give me something like you said 10-7 you know we want to see good football I think we're going to get that in Ohio and San Diego State we're going to see some offense later on let's just get a slugfest here you know I I'm all all in on the under as well um yeah let's just root for an ugly game and I mean you got two of those really light dark red colors for UMass and New Mexico. True. It's not a good color rush game either. No, it is not a good color rush game. So there's nothing really to like here. So let's just, let's, let's hope there's just no scoring. And I'm, I'm yep. Absolutely. Well, that's an exciting one there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
Moving on to Hawaii at Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt minus 17 over under 55 and a half. So that implied score is about 36 to 19. Um, first thing, I guess, first initial offseason thing that we've been seeing on Twitter, X, Facebook, social media. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is their playing field, playing facilities. They've been renovating their field over the offseason or their stadium over the offseason, so, and they are behind in classic <laughs> Vandy fashion. So overall, um, to start off the year, they were playing at a local high school stadium. Yeah. So now they, are, now they are the Arizona Coyotes of college football. So <laughs> got to love that. I, it's not a great start to the season where they were a little bit more optimistic, especially being pretty strong favors against not a great team in Hawaii. But when was the last time Vanderbilt was minus 17? So overall, that's sort of setting the stage. But from a game perspective, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting. I think Vandy, what's their win total at for three, something like that? Yeah, it was like year? three, three and a half, something like that. Yeah. Because, you know, once they get to the SEC, that. It's. I think they actually covered a few games toward the ends of last year, but they're. I mean, they're buried. They're buried, so they're not going to really get any wins. They've got to win these games early in the year. You got, you know, Hawaii, Alabama, A and M. That's a win. Wake is going to be tough. UNLV's a win. So really, if you're looking at the total, they got to have this one. They got to have this one. And with 17, I don't think that's really a concern. But I am kind of, you know. I'm on the Hawaii side here. I like Hawaii. Um, you got, obviously, you know, just uh, <clears throat> just went there for the honeymoon. Um, that was awesome. And they're obviously facing some, you know, some real, obviously really tough uh, real life with uh, problems right now. So they also have the emotion side behind them right now with the wildfires. Um, they, you know, but getting back to football, Timmy Chang year two. So, you know, they're returning nine starters on defense. I saw, so that's a lot. They're getting a lot of experience back second year in the system under Timmy Chang. He started working in some, you know, some more run and shoot type stuff towards the end of last year. So a lot of that, you know, obviously you got some talent on the Vandy side, you know, albeit a, a weak SEC team, but. I think Hawaii handles this plus 17. I think they keep it relatively close. Yeah, I like that pick. Timmy Chang could probably still line up as quarterback and 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 start on this team. Oh, could and... you imagine if he played for UMass or New Mexico State? <laughs> it might it might go over 45 at that point. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I I I, I love that pick. I, I think um, a lot of just outside of football situations that are, are impacting this game too. So um, definitely something to root for. Definitely want to root for Hawaii there. So overall, that's maybe even sprinkle a little money line. That, that might be fun. So who knows? Go Rebel Warriors. <laughs> All right. Two more for everybody here. Um, San Jose State and at USC. This one is the blowout of the weekend. So – USC at minus 30 over under at 65. That is an implied score of 48 to 17. So overall, I I might be in like soccer mode, some other sport mode, but thought it was kind of weird to see San Jose State projected at 17 points. I could I could see this being like a 63 to 10 game or like 63 to 7 game. So I really don't know as far as like 
the overall game. I, obviously, USC loves to score. They're not known for defense, so over is always in the in the cards here. Um, so obviously, with Caleb Williams, main story Heisman, things along those lines. But you, any other notes there for you here? You know, I mean. I really can't get a read on USC. You know, we talked at the beginning, this is the last year of the Pac-12 as we know it. I mean, I I really, with Caleb Williams, I really could see them making a run and sneaking into the playoff, you know, as the, the number three mm-hmm. or four team. Um, obviously, to do that, you got to improve the defense. They got the um, the Georgia transfer, Bear Alexander, great name. Um, yes, and so he's, you know, he's supposed to be an impact player on the line there. Anything can help their defense. So, obviously, they're going to walk all over San Jose State here. Um, I think it's this, you know, you, this is one of those games, like, as opposed to the UMass game, you, you want to root for points. You want to root for the over here. Um, and, obviously, the, the total suggests that. But, you know, I think I think, uh, I think San Jose State's going to score some points. You know, uh, I think USC is going to improve defensively. But maybe, you know, I think that doesn't necessarily translate to week one. They may let up an easy touchdown or here. I'm liking the over. Yeah, completely agreed with you there. I don't I don't necessarily like the 17 team total. That, that could be just one fluke last touchdown that, that could mess that up. So um, I do kind of like the over 48 team total for USC. I could see yeah. them just at least getting to 50. They get 50 in a in a conference game. So I like that. Um, I feel like that's probably the best pick, but even just minus 30, I feel like that's, that's probably fine too. Um, but yeah, that one's going to be a lot of points, but um, I think I saw the first half was like 22 or something minus 22. So I don't know how I feel about that, but who knows? Um, yeah. Cool. Last one here for everybody. FIU, Florida International at Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech, shockingly, is minus 11 here, over under 58 and a half. Go Bulldogs! Clean, <laughs> clean implied score of 35 to 24. That's an actual sure. football score there. But um, I really don't know any of anything about these teams <laughs> outside of FIU being somewhat poor. And that kind of is suggested based on that Louisiana tech minus 11. Um, Overall, I know you, you like your, your player names, your fun names, and then just uh, some other research as far as these, these two schools here. But overall, my initial read is uh, Louisiana tech, uh, obviously getting the win. Um, 10 could just be sort of an initial, Hey, week zero, you're, you're, you're supposed to be a better team. They could easily win by 20 here. But um, I feel like this could be like teased down to seven or something if you wanted to with something else. But um, that's just a, a gut pick. But any, uh, any uh, actual concrete evidence based on that one? Well, yes and no. You did touch on <laughs> the names. Smoke Harris on wide receiver for Louisiana Tech. So, you know, that's automatically – uh, you know, something on their side there that makes you want to root for Louisiana Tech. Um, that's an automatic minus seven, uh, yeah, seven point spread. So. Exactly, exactly. So you got that going for them. You know, um, all in all, I, I do this. This game doesn't excite me as much as some of the others. Um, you know, I think Louisiana Tech, they were 
you know, I watched a couple of their games last year. They're boom or bust, but overall not. They don't move the ball that well, um, at least from what I recalled. You know, so they don't move the ball that well. FIU, I was digging into this a little bit. They return about seven, eight starters, something like that on defense, albeit an eh defense. Um, you know, I, I do like Louisiana Tech, like you said. I mean, I, this either is a tease down as part of something else or a stay away. I, I, I think Louisiana Tech wins by a touchdown. Um, but all overall, not too interested in this one. Yeah, that, that sounds good. I think just leaning Louisiana Tech, but not too super strongly or not as strong as other picks there. So, well, that wraps up the games here. Um, as only, what is that, six, seven games, something like that for the week. Um, typical week zero, just dipping our toes in. And then next week, we kick it off hard on Thursday with a couple ranked teams, couple exciting games on Thursday. So, Super excited for officially week one, but after the after the podcast here, figured it might be helpful or it might be cool to share our best bets or favorite picks for the week. I know mine is probably that under 45 for that UMass New Mexico State game. <laughs> I just love rooting for slugfests. So like we mentioned earlier. So I think that's the the favorite one there. But what about what about you? Let's see here. I mean, I, I'm between Hawaii plus 17 or Jacksonville State money line. I, I um, Notre Dame Navy, after talking about it, I was really confident about Navy, but you, you got me kind of backing off that a little bit. I'm going to go Hawaii plus 17. I think they just got a lot going on um, and, you know, they're going to come out ready to play. Obviously, it's not at home, but they're going to be coming out ready to play and, um I think you know. I think that's a that's a good bet there. That's my pick of the pod, the uh, the pod pod, if you will. Pod pod, play of the day on the pod, podcast. <laughs> play of the day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then, can I sneak something else in um, at the end of here? I mean, yeah. All right. So, you know, we talked about just how college football is the best, and we are something we're going to try at the end is, you know, of every podcast is throw out a fun fact um, about somebody that we talked about on the podcast. You know, you got the traditions, you know, think about the Tennessee Vols running out to the tee. You got obviously the Penn State wideout, Ohio State dot in the eye. We're going to touch on all of those at some point throughout, you know, this podcast. But USC, you know, I think uh, I love, you know, football entrances. I think those are really cool traditions. Um, any idea, Sam, when they started doing the Trojan entrance and the, you know, stabbing the middle of the, the field with the sword? Oof. Like a year? Yeah, yeah. How long have they been doing it? Because they've been good for, you know, not just recently, obviously. 1974. No, 91. That's oh, surprising. man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, and it was... You know, I th- it looked like it was all about the band that they were just trying to mix it up. Um, so that's the kind of stuff that they like. I'm also I'm already excited for some of these. You know, I'm I'm kind of like I said, a fan college football, you know, nerd with this stuff. So I'm going to be doing a full book report on War-, War Eagle if Auburn comes up, that kind of thing. So thanks for indulging me. Yeah, maybe at the end of each episode, each of us will have like a, a surprise trivia question or something like that. So that sounds I good. I like it. I like it. 
Cool. Well, appreciate everyone listening in for our very first podcast. You'll be able to, to, to meet Mike or hear Mike next week. So please, uh, let us know if you enjoyed this, this podcast and then we'll, we'll, we'll see y'all next week and best of luck for week zero. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I will echo what Sam said. It was, this was fun. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll keep smoothing it out. I think, uh, I mean, I know I had fun. Maybe we'll, we'll smooth out the process here, you know, keep, keep getting better, making it better for the people, you know, but, uh, I think, you know, this was a lot of fun. So I appreciate it.